Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm the host of It Never Gets Old, Meredith Feynman. And of course, I'm joined by the bestie in the Westie, Sarah Lane, right now. Hello, Mayor, and greetings from California. So we are taking a little bit of a break in our homes, social distancing, wearing masks, being safe, stay safe, Black Lives Matter, and all of those things. And we will be back with new content soon. We wanted to replay some of our most popular episodes and some of our best ones that we just love. As always, you can find us online at ingopodcast.com. You can learn more about us. We're on the social medias at ingo podcast, and we'll see you soon. Welcome to It Never Gets Old, a firsthand account of all things secondhand, resale, vintage, consignment, pre-loved, the universe of secondhand fashion and accessories, and then by proxy, sustainable fashion, because the future of fashion is nothing new. I am your host, Meredith Feynman, and I am joined by the bestie in the Westie, producer Sarah Lane. Mayor, I don't know how it is on your side of the United States coast, but on this side... It is summer. Feels like it anyway. Oh, yeah. I heard it's very hot. No, D.C. is quiet. You know, we're recording from quarantine, though it always has always sounded like. And we've been doing this project for a year. Happy anniversary, Sarah. Thank you. You too. Um, it always sounds like we're in the room together. We are not. So <laughs> there is no six feet of separation. But D.C. DC is kind of cool temperature wise. And we're all wearing masks and staying safe and staying inside. And so... I have been, of course, obsessing over secondhand wearing things as I do, as I've done for two decades. And I'm watching a lot of what's happening in this exact moment with the resale market. Um, and I want to go through sort of what I'm seeing and what I think you should be buying and what I think you should be selling. But first, we got to do our treat of the week. What are you treating yourself to, Sarah? Mayor, uh, this is sort of a sad story. It's a story of warning. Um, and so it started out as a treat. It, it falls into the treat category with disastrous results. So I have been baking. We've talked about this on, on recent episodes that, you know, hey, we're all inside. You know, we're climbing the walls a little bit. And so what I do is I say, let's do some complicated baking recipe that I haven't tried before. And did some brownies, did some cornbread, did some banana bread the other night. I had thrown out all of my extra chocolate chips that I had laying around because I can't be trusted with things like that in my house. So when I went to the store to buy my banana bread fixings, I there were just like a lot of different chocolate chips on the shelf. And so I don't 
really know what got into me, but I decided to get stevia chips or stevia. You know, it's like the sugar alternative. Stevia. And it was like dark chocolate baking chips, no sugar, stevia. And, you know, I kind of looked at the nutritional information on the back and I was like, okay, I don't know. This seems fine. Whatever. I I try not to eat too much sugar. So I bought them. (laughs) I just don't know why I did, but I did. I put them in my banana bread. The banana bread was on fire, meaning in a good way. I, it was, it was delicious banana bread. I ate the whole loaf in like a day. And then was just, you know, that's a whole other problem. But then yesterday I was like, oh, I still have some of those chips that I haven't thrown out yet. It was the same thing all over again. And so I'm just kind of snacking on them and they're little tiny chips. And so, you know, I had maybe a couple small handfuls. And within a couple of hours of that, I was in terrible distress. And I was like, oh, it's the stevia. It apparently is. And I'm, you know, this is a little bit WebMD of me, but apparently there's something in a lot of stevia sweets called erythritol. And that is what messed me up. And it messed me up badly. I was not, I was not near death, but I felt death-like. I mean, until I went to bed last night, I felt like I was birthing a child and that I was in terrible labor. Um, I'm so sorry that happened to you. As someone who has a sensitive tongue, I can tell you that fake sugar will make you sick. Um, I cannot have any fake sugar. When I was in college and, you know, eating crappy stuff and dieting and in the time of like diet foods and diet sugar, anything replacement sugar um, will send my stomach into haywire. And so fake sugars, stay safe. Um, if you want to know anything about them, read a a great Amazon review of a five pound bag of sugar-free gummy bears, which is an internet favorite. And I'll link to it and I'll just say it's a roller coaster and sort of a troll review. And, and you'll, you'll see why very quickly. I would say on the other end of the stevia. So I have finally perfected the single, cookie in a microwave um single serving which i've talked about in some previous episodes meredith why didn't you make a whole batch of cookie dough and then put it in the freezer and then bake them one by one i would just eat all that cookie dough and i really didn't want to and so (laughs) i've been obsessing and figuring out like the perfect so i will preface this by saying it's not a cookie it's somewhere among a cookie cake and cookie dough which are all excellent things um, so I'll state the recipe here, which I fiddled with, uh, which I think has has gotten really, really strong. And then I'll put it in the show notes. But it's so this is like the, an amalgamation of different ones I tried. I tried a bunch of different one of these like single serving microwavable cookie situations. So it's one tablespoon melted butter, one egg yolk, like a couple drops of uh, vanilla extract, a pinch of salt, a pinch of baking powder, a tablespoon of brown sugar, a tablespoon of white sugar. I think I'm getting all the ingredients in there. Mix them all up. I was adding chocolate chips, but then I added just sprinkles and you mix it. Oh, I'm forgetting flour. So about a quarter of a (laughs) cup of flour of whatever kind, like since everybody is anxiety baking, there's a huge run on flour everywhere. So I have some sort of like sad gluten-free, I guess, you know, celiac people, no offense, but it's a gluten-free flour and that works fine about a quarter of a cup and you nuke it for 50 seconds and then it's great it's delicious that sounds everything that you were saying as far as measurements go i'm like oh that's nothing oh that's nothing oh wait no but we're doing single serving (laughs) so that it sounds the microwave part i'm surprised it works as well as it does but if it works well that's a quick fix and like you said you don't have that whole thing left over that you're just going to eat and then have a, a sad tummy about that too 
and it really hits the spot. And technically, what I honestly really need to do single serving is just like a toaster oven. But I think that would take too long. And I want the instant gratification because there's so much that is unknown and I'm sad and I want to shove down the big sad right now during quarantine. And so I will do that with uh, my cookie, quote unquote. Uh, so I'll publish that for everyone. Today, I want to get into what I'm seeing happening on the resale internets. I don't know about like I... We all have like dreams of what we're going to do when we get to go outside and be among people and go into stores and you know I feel very lucky I can stay at home and get access to food and all of those things but one of the I mean I'm going to see all my friends and I guess like you know hug people and like lick a table because I can or whatever which I still won't do but I'm I'm being a little (laughs) hyperbolic but I can't wait to go secondhand shopping Um, it's just not the same I love to paw through stuff I love a really dusty musty store I love a big giant super thrift store I love all of it and I miss it so much I just want to go secondhand shopping so badly. I guess it's that real world stuff that even though, especially on this show, we talk so much about how the experience has been replicated online, sometimes even better ways. um, And there's certainly a lot more merchandise to, to paw through. But yeah, I had to go to the hardware store or something the other day and I was walking past the opening, the doors were open and this particular hardware store has, it's not secondhand clothing, but they have like a fair amount of clothing that they sell there. It's right by the door and it just kind of smelled musty and it's not, it wasn't in like a gross way, but it was just like a clothing way. And I thought, to my, I thought of you, I was like, I bet <laughs> Mare would just like, like the smell. Cause there was something about it where you're just like, Oh, it smells like things, you know, things that are on racks. I just want to go shopping and I guess I would wear those outfits to the living room. But yeah, I mean, so much of what I love about secondhand shopping is finding treasures, finding them, digging for them and finding them. And that has been, I think, the hardest part of people that do love to thrift or people that do love the hunt of finding an amazing deal. Like, yeah, you can find it online, but it's just not the same thing. It's just not the same. And I really miss that experience. And this episode is not about how to replicate that experience because I, I don't think you really can right now unless, you know, it never gets old, creates like a VR shopping experience, which is like <laughs> not a bad idea, but it's just not the same. But I am, since I obsessively watch brands and prices and things like the stock market, I want to share what I think you should be buying right now and what you should be selling. So I will preface this by saying like it's a scary time for everyone economically, every which way health wise. But the first thing that like all prices of really expensive designer objects, like it's a terrible shitty time that we're all in, but it might be the best time ever for secondhand luxury goods. The prices are wild. When you say wild, you mean wild good or wild bad? Oh, wild good. So, I mean, we talked in a previous episode about, you know, a lot of stuff being online right now for lower prices because people need to offload them. But prices have tanked also because you can't wear it anywhere. So half the premise of like a Chanel bag is the idea that other people will see it and signaling to others that like you have this cool ass thing. So the deal is like nobody can wear anything right now. 
Um, so if you've been eyeing really, really high-end luxury products that never drop in price, like certain black Chanel bags, certain Louboutin shoes, certain jewelry, like nobody has anywhere to go right now. So it might be that time to actually pull the trigger if you're in a position to and like don't go into debt to do it or anything like that. But the prices are dropping so rapidly. And I think some of it, as I said, is because people need to offload things. But I really also think it's like, People have nowhere to wear it. And so a lot of the like point of it is currently non-existent. Um, and that is most obvious, obvious, obvious in shoes. Sarah, when was the last time you put on shoes? I mean, in a real way. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I think I mentioned on a previous episode or I certainly mentioned to you that I got some slippers off of Poshmark. They arrived <laughs> this week. They're things that I wear only indoors. In fact, even though they have some like kind of decent soles, I'm like, no, indoor only, right? Because that way they stay pristine and clean. So I'm wearing my slippers inside all the time. And that's honestly the entire thing that I wear or flip flops outside. That's it. It's the only thing I got. And there you go. You know who's quaking? Every designer shoemaker. Um, Because people aren't going anywhere. Now, I, I personally, I've been working for myself for a long time. I enjoy getting dressed and I have been doing so not on weekends right now. I'm in, of course, all secondhand, but like comfies. But I've been trying to I'm not wearing heels every day, but I've been trying to wear my boots and wear my sneakers. And it's actually caused me to get rid of a lot of them. And a pair of Balenciaga motorcycle boots that I like sort of open. There were these iconic boots. that I finally got rid of them because I had to admit to myself they don't fucking fit. But <laughs> if you are coveting designer shoes consider buying them right now and consider buying them secondhand right now because nobody can sell them because uh, nobody's going anywhere. And I am going to choose to be optimistic and think we can go somewhere in the future. So look into it. What do I mean? Like trendy sneakers, like a Gucci sneaker or like even something that just is more expensive in the footwear category, heels, boots. Like I'm looking at what's secondhand, but everything is on sale when it comes to shoes. Like the insane, like rock stud, Valentino, sandal right now like nobody's wearing it anywhere and they can't move them they can't sell it whether it's on like the real real or a poshmark or an ebay so they need their people are taking lower prices for things i've never seen shoe prices this low and so now might be the time to like sarah really buy a killer pair of heels i can't imagine you wearing them right now or necessarily in the future but you never know yeah i i i would i absolutely would love to get something that someone would go look at sarah wearing her Chanel pumps that's still like totally out of my league but but yeah I I want to do this even though it would be silly and I would be dressing up for my dog yeah but you know what half of it's dressing up for yourself but also like it it wouldn't necessarily be out of your league I'm telling you the prices are so low right now I'm trying to think of another so like golden goose sneakers which a lot of people want and they're dumb and they're beat up and I still love them and whatever I've never seen the prices get this low everything has held steady I I like look at specific objects that really don't lose value and I think it's interesting the real real right now is posting next to certain objects good investment which I think is amusing um as a sales technique which is to say that like they can't sell this stuff right now so consider buying some nicer shoes uh secondhand because the prices are totally wild um it is sort of off season in a way in which i tell always people to buy stuff off off season but nothing is more off season than like nobody's going outside so that's shoes in the same vein bags handbag prices are 
dropping. I've never seen secondhand Chanel prices this low. It's pretty wild. We did an episode about finding a black Chanel bag for under $500. And that was crazy when we did it. And I think that's even more realistic now. Like the classic... 2.55. We have a whole episode on Chanel that we did. You can listen to and go back in the archive. Um, But I I really have never seen these prices this low. Why? Because handbags are for carrying your stuff outside. And again, people aren't doing that. Okay, so you're talking about bags. I'm all into the crossbody purses these days, as are many people. It's just, that's all I do. So there is an All Saints leather suede crossbody purse that's listed on Poshmark for 175 uh, The person dropped it down to 150 offering free shipping, new tags. Everything about it's great. It's exactly what I want. I don't want to pay that, though. So do I kind of assume that prices drop in, but they might go a lot lower? I think people are more willing to accept lower bids. Um, I think if you started a bid there around... 85 80 oh wow i think that would, you go you go lower than i do i think it would be an okay place to start yeah i think that people are accepting lower bids they need to move stuff but it's some of it is as we discussed like people needing to get rid of things and also being at home and realizing they have too much stuff like the i've consigned so much stuff in the past six weeks that i've been inside um i've sent it mostly to the real real because i don't want to deal with being an online salesperson, I have mailed them so many packages, so many things I never thought I'd get rid of being here among all your stuff. But then I'm looking at stuff that I never would have thought about buying. It was so expensive that the prices have just gotten much lower. So Chanel is one of those places. Celine bags are at an all-time low. They're, you know, they're dropping because they're made to go outside and show people but also carry your stuff around. Like right now, I go on, I take my dog out. Um, and wear a mask and then I go on one long walk with a mask and I'm team fanny pack only all the way right now uh, I have a great Claire V1 that I'm wearing but I I just can't get over like people aren't buying bags right now so again they're dropping and the real real even for example is having to market it as a good investment for you so if you have always wanted a certain bag now might be the time to go and look for it and Sarah like go for it with that purse and like see what happens because the truth is is we don't know I'm gonna try to be optimistic and think we can go outside soon and I think things will change and blah 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 Um, I don't need to be another voice in that chorus but you know when we do go outside I'm gonna look extremely fly there you go that's all I have to say okay everything is on sale um, this is true of even brands I've never seen discount anything. Uh, what do I mean? I mean like smaller, high, high-end New York brands. I'm That's at regular retail. Uh, this is like Black Friday on steroids because retail is doing really poorly right now. Understandably, people aren't going outside. There's a lot of economic anxiety and uncertainty. Um, and then people stop shopping. So that means that even resale sites are feeling that that heat and they are all doing sales. So I would, if you can sign up for like, you know, real, real or tradesy or grilled newsletter or things are dropping, people are doing sales all the time. Everything is on sale. Even things you would never think of going on sale, whether it's like certain really high end jewelry. I just feel like everyone's liquidating everything just to try to get stuff moving again. Another thing you should think about buying right now, which sounds a little counterintuitive is makeup. Have you bought any makeup in quarantine, Sarah? I haven't, but I also haven't wanted to go to the CVS that I'd normally go to if I was kind of in the in the hood. They're still open, but you know what I mean? I'm trying to avoid that stuff unless I absolutely have to. And I need a few things. Yeah, so 
makeup right now is everyone's having a sale because guess what? People aren't going outside and putting on makeup. Like you're maybe putting some on for the Zoom, but it might just be a lipstick or here and there. I've done a bunch of virtual speaking gigs and webinars and stuff. And I've put on so much makeup because I'm like, why the fuck not? I did like crazy eyeshadow. I did like huge wing liner stuff that I never, (laughs) ever, ever do because I'm like, fuck it all, man. Like nobody, I mean, it's I'm going to decorate my face for these people that are going to watch me give a talk. And that's been fun. But makeup right now is also not moving, which means prices are getting real low stock up on all that really expensive makeup if there are a couple things you really like we've talked we did an episode about secondhand skincare and makeup which is something i'm so interested in want to delve into more but those prices are so low sarah like consider getting that chanel foundation right now isn't that what you like yeah, I do. Good memory. I I think makeup is one of those things where, sure, a lot of people say, and like even people like me, it's like I do video work normally. So it's like I wear makeup all week, whether I'm sitting here in my home office or I'm in public. But most people, it's different, especially if, sure, if you have to get on a video call with your coworkers every so often. I mean, maybe that's not happening every day. But if you went to the office, you were putting yourself together every day. Whatever putting yourself together means, obviously different for different people. But it just goes to show you how out of whack everything is, right? Yeah. And, you know, I want to be careful. I'm not making light of the situation, but I am watching this stuff and I watch prices so that you can get good deals and you can learn about the secondhand world, you dear listeners. Um, And makeup is a place where I've seen a lot of people who sell makeup on a Poshmark, let's say, and that's their whole gig, whether they are makeup artists or their wholesalers or I don't I have I don't want to presume where people get this stuff um it's all way lower than it has ever been they're accepting bids that are lower than they've ever been so like what does that mean you can ask about sales with people you can bid and ask their lowest prices you can look around on different sites and do your due diligence like I almost never um, I'm talking about firsthand shopping here, but you know, if there's a brand that's really you've always loved and they don't have that many secondhand pieces, like Cise Marjan and like Perenza Schooler are doing basically sample sales right now. And they're smartly framed as archive sales. Like, oh, look at our beautiful museum. What it really means is like, fuck, we can't move this past product. We're trying to make money. Like, please buy it off our hands for nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of that going on right now, like even in the firsthand world, which you know it's extreme if I'm bringing up the firsthand world. Another place where prices are dropping, again, coats. If you've always wanted a certain coat, if you've always wanted... You know, we've had some conversations about Canada Goose and whether or not they're very friendly, ethically. But, you know, expensive coats, people aren't going outside. So those prices, I mean, the prices I'm seeing on like Calvin Klein 205 West 39th is the like a Raph Simmons line that has now been discontinued. But like people are offering me outrageously low things and I've thought about it. But then I'm like, where am I going to wear it? Like, I've even thought about it. I was like, man, these prices are so good. Like, you shouldn't necessarily buy everything because I don't know, and I'm going to continue to watch this, how you can then potentially resell it. But, like, beautiful coats are going for so low. And I previously talked about buying beautiful coats in Los Angeles where people can't really wear them. But, like, people can't wear coats right now. I mean, I'm going to wear mine to the living room, but, you know, I'm hoping to save it for when I get to reemerge into the outside world. Maybe it's time to get that Eero leather jacket, Sarah. I saw someone post one for $80. It was not your size, or I would have sent it to you, obviously. Yeah, (laughs) I have no doubt. Wow, that's great. 
I know. It's funny because I have to get past the, even though I said, you know, I don't really care about seasons and I'll buy things that are old if I like them anyway. Old meaning they're not the hottest new thing of, you know, the fall season type thing. But I also have to get over the whole idea of, yeah, but I'm not going to wear it either. Someone wants to sell that cool jacket because they they just want to move some merch and I'll get a better deal, but I'm not going to wear it. But I have to I have to think long. It's a long game, Merrick. Long game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just also saying for like stuff you've always wanted. I mean, I advocate secondhand shopping for so many reasons. It's a fun hunt. It's something I've done for so long that I have like a categoric knowledge of all these brands. But, you know, when people tell me they have a hundred dollars that they want to spend on a Zara firsthand pleather or leather whatever it's made of jacket i'm like for that hundred dollars maybe for 110 right now if you're telling me that you could get maybe an euro leather jacket that retails at like 750 dollars it's very high quality like why wouldn't you do that i'm here to like open people's eyes and save them money and and get you what you want and get you like nicer stuff like i'm not even talking about my own label whoredom i'm talking about just like quality of stuff that like if you maybe spend a tiny bit more or not at all more and go into the secondhand world you know in the apps because right now we can't do it irl you can really get very beautiful things that have a new life you know speaking of irl i think it's a really important time to buy from small business um everybody's trying to support small business and guess what a lot of those small businesses are consignment stores i will put together a list of places that i'm looking at but whether it's ina in new york ina or consignment brooklyn eva gentry's shop or secondi in dc everybody is shipping um they're doing it online they're offering massive sales and discounts so if you can buy from your local consignment store it will ensure that they will stay in business when we can have businesses again, when we can go places, because they rely on you being in the store. Um, and that that really makes me sad because, you know, I think a lot of these big platforms are great, but I also, small consignment shops are where I grew up um, and spent, have clucked so much time and the people that work there mean a lot to me and they know their stuff and that's where you really find the gems. So let's move on to selling. If everything is very inexpensive, quote unquote, right now, relatively speaking, and what I'm seeing, what is actually making you money? So a lot of listeners are avid buyers of secondhand. And Sarah, I will eventually make you become a seller of secondhand. We have (laughs) lots of different in the archives, how to about selling stuff and how to list it so it sells and how to get all the best angles. And Meg, he talked about all the different lighting you should use, how to price stuff, how to clean stuff, how to list stuff, how to think about the different websites. Um, But what's actually selling? What am I selling right now? Right now, I'm just offloading a ton of shit uh, that I realized I don't need. Anything that's just too trendy, anything that's just anything I don't need, I'm honestly just mailing most of it to the real real. As I said, I don't. Eventually, we'll have our own little Never Gets Old Marketplace. Um, I think if I speak it enough, it'll happen. Okay, quarantine stuff. What is selling for high prices? Candles, unsurprisingly. I did a whole episode about my secondhand candle addiction. But guess what you want to do when you're cozy at home? Light some candles. Exactly. I have bought so many candles in quarantine and they continue to sell because they make your home nice and we're all stuck in our homes. And sometimes you just want to light a candle and pretend you're anywhere else. Truly anywhere else. Yeah, I had a friend, uh, a friend who we practiced social distancing, but we both felt very confident that we've been sheltering in place long enough that it was okay that they came over. And 
walked into my house and here I am baking banana bread and all the candles are lit, you know? And it was like, whoa, Sarah's really setting the mood here. And I was like, I'm sorry. I have nothing else to do. I'm like, I might as well put an apron on at this point and really just, you know, just call myself Susie Homemaker. Yeah. Now is the time. And someone asked for recommendations. So what are the brands I like? Boy Smells, Diptyque, Maison Louise Marie, uh, Heretic. I'm put together a more comprehensive list. And even if you're getting a, you know, secondhand Yankee candle, who cares? I love the ones, even the ones from CVS that smell like Christmas trees all year round smell so nice. But yeah, I mean, candles, you're sitting at home, taking a bath, staring at the ceiling, light a candle. So those are really selling. If you have extra candles, sell them. Fancy sweatpants, really having a moment. What do I mean by fancy sweatpants? I've looked up this. Have you heard of the brand Mad Happy, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah, I have. They're a schmancy, fancy sweatpant brand. They apparently currently or had a pop-up on Melrose in Los Angeles, which is a popular shopping drag near West Hollywood. So Mad Happy and Free City and Aviator Nation and Sundry and what were we all listing in our group? We have a group chat, Sarah and I, and a friend of ours asked for fancy sweatpant recommendations for his oh, yeah. girlfriend. They're... And I listed like 20 brands and he was like, I was not looking for that much information. But yeah, there was a Marlowe or something M- like Monroe. There were... Monroe. That's what it was. There were enough brands. Some of them I'd heard of, some of them I hadn't. So I was kind of casually looking at yeah. them as well, where I was like, fancy as in expensive. Yes. Um, so... but, but certainly nice things. So yeah, fancy ass sweatpants, expensive sweatpants, like those $200 sweatpants is some bullshit. Um, I buy them all obviously secondhand and thrift. I have all of those brands. I certainly have never bought any of them anywhere near retail. If you have extra trendy brand sweatpants, sell them right now. Everyone's at home looking to be comfortable, especially sets are really cool right now where you have like a matching cute fancy sweatshirt and matching cute bottom. Like I know Cotton Citizen does, a million people do them and they're obscenely expensive if you have them and you're not wearing them sell them people want them people are looking for them they want to be comfy at home but they want to look cute or feel cute or feel like they are participating in fashion in some way so that also goes for fancy jammies Sarah, have you bought jammies secondhand if we talking about this well, they weren't secondhand, uh, but they were Everjay, and they're they're like cute. They're just like very classic with the navy and white kind of uh, stripe around the edges with a small collar type thing. They're the most wonderful pajamas I've ever gotten. I bought them new on Shopbop. I didn't know what I was doing, Mare. It was a moment of weakness. <laughs> But I will tell anybody who does not have these jammies, and they have like several different styles, but I think these are just kind of like the classic, you know, straight leg type thing. They're the best jammies ever. I will never buy them new again because they weren't cheap. But uh, secondhand, anything that looks like they're in decent shape, I'm buying them immediately. Yeah, so I have bought a lot of secondhand jammies. So if you have, you know, nice or just, second, you know, comfortable secondhand pajamas with tags on pajamas is one of those things it's pretty intimate um i'm trying to look up ever j like literally while we're talking i can't even wait till we get off the fucking you know <laughs> skype machine oh there's a lot of ever j on poshmark yeah it the, these these are great jammies okay note to self I'm gonna i i can that. i cannot i cannot say enough nice things about the jammies that i wear like to the point where like sometimes they you can only wear things while you're sleeping 
it's so many days in a row. It's like a towel, you know, it's like, well, you're not dirty, but you just gotta, you gotta wash them every once in a while. And every time I do, I'm like, <laughs> but they're so soft. <laughs> I, want, I want them to just be like this forever. It's like when you see uh, all of those different, like cute internet posts and memes about like when a pet sees his beloved stuffed animal in the washing machine and right. they're just like, oh my God, like my ducky is in the washing machine. What does it mean? Help. You know, I'm looking at like Sleepy Jones and Daily Sleep and again, I'm always just looking for the most expensive stuff because I'm an asshole. But any jammies that are great that you see people wanting, um, sell them if you're not wearing them because this is the time to refresh your pajama game. I, you know, we did a partnership with Etitude and those jammies were incredible that I bought another set and I was annoyed. I was like, damn it took my like i've been influenced by myself um but uh you know there's so that's that's the thing that is definitely selling oh my god if you have extra hair dye sell it there is a current shortage of hair dye because we're all doing our hair at home if you have extra boxes closed boxes of hair dye they're that you can't find them anywhere so actually sell those secondhand like you can as I've, i've said in many many episodes and i'll say more and more you can sell anything secondhand but hair dye is something that like nobody can find right now I just so happen to have a box of hair dye. Again, it's drugstore hair dye. I don't remember the brand. It doesn't matter. This is something that because I I get my hair I I make it lighter than it is naturally, and so I and I pay so a professional to do this. But I always have a box of hair dye at home because I just think like you know apocalypse. Some people like stack up on water and beans. I'm like hair dye. You know, that's just like a thing that I always have in a Smart drawer somewhere. Girl. Yes, my girl. But, but, but then when it actually comes to the times that we're in now, I'm like, ooh, no, don't want to use it because I want to keep hoarding it because you know my logic is a little squirrely. So I do have it, like it's in the wrapper and everything. Yeah, I mean, I should sell it. That's some that's some gold. I mean, I always I do my I have like little bunches of grays at my hairline, like temples, and I always buy a couple different boxes at the drugstore and just like do it myself um and don't do any other sort of coloring really uh so i have that but i know that there is a there is a national shortage um another thing that is really selling is workout stuff so we're all trying some people i mean it depends do whatever you want do squats don't do squats eat everything in your kitchen have soup the whole time it doesn't like i don't know whatever you want to do whatever is going to make you feel okay that's what matters right now but a lot of people are getting really into home workout stuff. And that's some workout clothes, but not a ton because people aren't really going outside in them. But actual workout gear, resistance bands, like dumbbells and weights. I mean, I'm not out here like selling a Peloton, um, but I know that it's very hard to get one right now. Any at-home workout like less gear and more actual like supplies, sell it if you're not using it because people want it badly. I have a, they're really nice. They're like free weights. They're dumbbells, you know, and and it's the kind where it goes from like anywhere. There's like two of them for each arm and they go from five pounds to, I don't know if it's a hundred, but something like way heavier than what I can do. Yeah. They're like, they're, they're for lots of stuff. Well, because there's only so much weight that I can hold, like no matter what the exercise is. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I use like from five to, I think I've gone up as high as 20 and it's like really hard for me to pull them up. But so I'm using like a quarter of the dumbbells that I paid for because 
I'm just never going to be using my, there's only so much weight I can ever lift, you know, like even if I was like training for something, it, it just isn't going to happen. So I was like, why did I buy these? <laughs> I bought these like extremely well-ranged dumbbells that I use very little of. So maybe I should sell them. Yeah. They're hard to find. So that would have to be, I, I'm not in the business of understanding how you like move large things. Like since mostly I talk about like clothing and handbags and shoes and stuff like that. But whether you list it for like local pickup, I don't know, honey, this is working right now. But those are just some things I'm seeing. Like I want you to maybe make some money on stuff you have sitting around that you wouldn't think about. And then maybe get some, you know, stuff that is at insane prices. I'm just here to like watch this stuff and dump my knowledge somewhere. You know, that's why I created Never Gets Old, to just be able to dump that knowledge here for you. Well, we all thank you. You can find us online at ingopodcast.com. There you'll learn more about me, your host, Meredith Feynman, my producer, Sarah Lane, links to episodes, information. You can email us at hello at ingopodcast.com. We're on the social meds, on Twitter and Instagram at ingopodcast. You can slide into the DMs there or at Meredith Feynman. And stay safe, stay inside, sell those dumbbells and those fancy jammies and just sit in a Chanel bag while wearing no clothes in the middle of the living room is the life I want for you. And we will see you soon. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.